Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 105 in Edmonton, 105 in Calgary. We got a battle of Alberta that's going to mean something coming up tomorrow night. The two teams tied with identical 24, 17, and 5 records, and both within one point of first. Four teams in the Pacific Division within one point of first place. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063 and 780-496-0063 is our new Ashley Fine Floors text line. I will get to some text today at uh, 147. 147. Ashley Fine Floors. Floors strong enough for every mini sticks tournament. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. Guests on this show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown Northside Shore Park. And now open, Japanese Village. Don and his staff got you hooked up at West Edmonton Mall. Make sure you go down and see the folks at Brent Ridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction, and now is the right time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019's significant rebates on all vehicles, including uh, F-150s. Give the gang at Brent Ridge. Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, call 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. All right, without further ado, we bring aboard Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec from Sportsnet for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. We need to tell you uh, for the safety of their equine stars, racing participants and fans, racing has been canceled this Sunday due to the extreme cold. Speck has made it from uh, Montreal. He uh, landed a little over uh, about uh, 55 minutes ago. He's at the hotel. He's going to make his way over the Oilers practice at 2 o'clock. Speck, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, Bobby. Just uh, You guys must have flown right from the game last night, correct? 
We got in at two, Mark, and got to, landed at two and got to the hotel at uh, about uh, 2.35, 2.40, hit the wrapper around three o'clock after I watched. Okay. I, as you know, after every game, I watch uh, the, the, the Sportsnet sort of, they've got a five-minute and eight-minute highlight encapsulation, and I watch the eight-minute one uh, when I get home that night after a game in Edmonton, and conversely after... Uh, uh, wherever we land on the road, because the orders traditionally fly that you know immediately following the game. The exception was in uh, this uh, this trip in Toronto. We stayed an extra day in Toronto. So, did you enjoy your time in Montreal? Yeah, it's always a great place to watch hockey, right? It's it's fun to go to Toronto, you know, and watch hockey there because it's a you know it's a, just the hockey center of the universe, and it's fun to go to Montreal because the crowd's very expressive there. Hey, like. They they appreciate a really well made pass. You can hear the crowd kind of go ooh when a guy makes a, you know, a real good pass through a seam in the power play. It's, it's they just their senses when it comes to hockey at the at the Bell Center. Boy, you know that everyone there knows exactly what they're looking at, and they can tell a good play from a bad one. It's a fun place to be. They know the game, and it's it's a religion, and it's passionate, and it's it's a kicker being in there. Mark, the Oilers stunk for about 25. Some people said, Bob, you're wrong, and they stunk for all the first two periods. Edmonton basically played one good period, won that game. You don't win that game unless your goaltender makes stops, and Mike Smith is on a bit of a roll right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting to watch Dave Tippett uh you know, manipulate these goalies, right? He he started the year going two games on, two games off, so that the players would get used to playing with both and, and hopefully get confidence in both, and they did. And then it's been a case of kind of just picking the guy he thinks is going to give him the best game. And I would have started Koskinen last night because uh, I just would have. And you know what? He made the right decision, Smith. I'm not saying Koskinen couldn't have done that. Maybe he could have. But Smith went in and carried them through a pretty lackadaisical first 40 minutes and then in the dressing room between periods uh basically stood up and said to the boys hey let's go and i don't know what he said but he was credited with saying a lot of the things uh that they needed to hear and he's a leader man smith's a leader he's the kind of leader this team needs bob well, the last two years, I'm not convinced the team would have dug themselves out of that crap, uh, you know, that they were in. I mean, they were, they were not good early. Uh, I don't like BS in the fans. Uh, you know, I, I'm old school. You know, the play-by-play guy needs to be heard 85, 90% of the time. I did not like what I was seeing out of the orders right from the opening couple of shifts. But, and Dave Tippett warned. Uh, his team, and frankly, he warned the media about this. He said, look, you know, uh, we're coming off a good win against Toronto, but Montreal's going to be desperate here, and the Canadians were the more desperate team, and the Oilers didn't get much accomplished 5v5 in that hockey game, Mark. And But the one line that did, and, and I were already getting some texts back on this today on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Joe Kim Nygaard and Josh Archibald playing with Riley Sheehan. Second time in a row they've had really good games against the Montreal Canadiens. And that, those three guys were good in the game last night. Yeah, they do. You know, it's it's funny. We looked at their top six all year, Bob, and we said they kind of have three or four top six guys and they need an extra one. And Yamamoto jumped in there and, you know, their top six is really stabilized and has some balance and I like it. And now I look at the bottom six, and, and if Nygaard can establish himself, you know, I like Shane's game. Archibald helps a lot. I like Gaetan Haas's game. Uh, you know, if, if Chason can kind of, you know, Chason's chipped in a few goals lately, and if you keep that going, all of a sudden you get some balance down there too. And, and 
You know, if you got four balanced lines, now you got a proper team. And, and I know they need a few things, Bob. I know he's looking for a third line center here, Ken Holland. But we're seeing some guys establish themselves on this team. And every guy that takes a job and does a good role with it, this team gets better. Yeah, I'm still a little bit on the show me state on Haas. Um, he hasn't hurt them. And when I mean he hasn't hurt them, you know, I, I, and I know plus minus is a simple stat. I wish Haas was a lot better. Than the, I thought Haas was going to be a 52, 53% faceoff guy. Yeah. I like this faceoff work at the World Championships. It yeah. has not translated to the NHL. He's, he's yeah. gotten smoked in the circle. Yeah, uh, if he's back for another... Right, but the bottom line is Haas is an even player through 38 games. Nygaard's plus one, and you mentioned Chase on, and you know he's he's not on the anywhere near the scoring pace of last year, but he's a plus player, and that's an accomplishment on this team, Mark. Oh boy, is it ever! And and you know Chase on, listen, I, on a good team, Chase on's a bottom six player. Right, he got a bunch of goals yep. last year because the team didn't have enough talent. They put him in the top line with McDavid, and he produced. Give him credit, but he's a bottom six guy. But he's a bottom six guy with some skill who can put a puck in the net for you. You know, you know how it works. Like if your third line and your fourth line, if if each of those lines gets you a goal every second game, uh, and your power play chips in little, now you're well rounded, and your top six getting some help here. So I like Chase on down there. But I'm with you on Haas. I like everything about him. But if he's, I don't know what we're calling him, fourth-line center or third-line center, I'm not sure which. But he can't be my center if he's going to be down there 41%. This just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting with Archibald and Sheehan. Like, they don't have great plus-minuses. They've had brutal zone starts all season long. The guy, for me, that has to pick it up is Jajar Kera. He got a, a second opportunity. We thought he was coming out uh, based on practice in Montreal when we got into Montreal on uh, Wednesday. He stayed in the lineup. He had a bunch of turnovers last night. Uh, I actually think they need Jujar's size against Calgary a little bit coming up here tomorrow night. So I think we'll see the same lineup. What would you do if you were Dave Tippett there? Well, that's, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you, Bob. It's a good question. I, you just said exactly what I think. <laughs> I think they do need carrot size in Calgary. But I also don't think you need to keep rewarding a player uh, who doesn't grab the reins, right? You know, if, yeah. he comes, if he comes out, who comes in? Sam Gagne? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we, we know... Or Russell. Bring- I mean, those are the only two guys they got here right now. Yeah. So, you know, I think of those three players, the guy that if he were to succeed and be a, give you the best of his abilities, Kara becomes the best player in that group. So you want him to go into him. You want him to be your guy. But at some point, he, he's got to step up to the plate and help himself here. So we've got an interesting battle of Alberta. We've got an interesting decision for both teams. Because yeah. David Reddick's basically been the f- number one goalie for most of the year. Well, Talbot's really picked it up of late. He's performed well. Got him the win last night against Minnesota. Koskinen had kind of wrestled things away in the month of December. Smith started four straight games. The Oilers 3-0-1 in that stretch. And now Koskinen sitting at 10-9-3. and You know, goals against average of three. Save percentage 900. Not great, but he's been part of the reason why Edmonton's gone 3-0-1. So if you're Jeff Ward, who do you start? And if you're Dave Tippett, who do you start, Mark? Well, the one thing you have to know is, in my experience with coaches and goalies playing against their own teams, there's some guys that have like a protocol, Bob. And I've been meaning to ask 
Dave Tippett with his, if he has one. But I've I've met coaches who have said, I like to start my goalie against his old team. And I've also met coaches who swear to you and say, absolutely not, because that team's been shooting on this guy in practice for however long he was there. And they're, they know exactly where they want to go on this guy. So... That, to me, is the A. Dave Tippett might have had this figured out with Mike Smith and the Flames, you know, three years ago. And same with Jeff Ward. Having said that, as a writer, I'd love to see a Talbot Smith uh, showdown on Saturday night. And Neil and Lucic out there uh, trying to score goals. That would be the fun one. But i got to talk to Dave Tippett about what he thinks. And same with Jeff Ward. I mean, who knows Talbot better than all these Edmonton Oilers guys, right? I'm not sure that's the best idea. Todd from Troshu has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, you honestly think the Oilers, even though they're playing as well as they are, are capable yet of stopping Calgary in their own barn? With Lucic and uh, Ronaldo and others, I see a side of the Flames that hasn't necessarily been there. I'm not sure the Oilers will be able to match it if it goes that way. Uh, well, first of all, I, I don't expect Edmonton to come in and stomp Calgary. I think it's going to be a highly competitive game. And if anything, Mark, the last time these two teams played, Calgary stomped Edmonton. It was a, a 5-1 game. Now, the Oilers hadn't had any practice time at that point coming out of the Christmas break, but they weren't near good enough. Calgary was a better team. The Oilers, got, the Oilers kind of have something to prove here tomorrow night, don't they? Oh, the Oilers were, the Oilers were awful in that game. You know, they weren't ready to play, which was, to me, the worst thing. It, it wasn't that you know, they just showed up on a Christmas and they walked out on the ice with a plate full of turkey in their hand. I, I didn't like that game one bit. And either did they, and I would say the repercussions of that game have a lot to do with the fact they haven't lost a game since, uh, except for the Buffalo one in uh, overtime. But So, no, I didn't like that game. The Oilers are a far better team than they showed that night. And I would suggest to come into this one, uh, the leadership group on the Oilers are, are talking to each other and saying, okay, we've got something to show Calgary here. This is an important game in the standings, and I think it's an important game in your you know, your confidence because that team beat you for fun in your barn. Now it's Saturday night in their barn, and you want to make it straight. Not saying that the Oilers' top two lines were any good last night because they, they got outplayed 5v5. I mean, Philip Dano won a lot of face-offs against McDavid and, and the Canadians had puck possession and uh, both those goals were on for an even-strength goal against uh, the, the pairing of Jones and uh, uh, Jones Russell. and Russell. Yeah, they Russell, they, they each had, you know, I mean, the first goal, I, there was a miscommunication on the read between Russell and, and Jones that led to Deneau getting a wide-open crack and a rebound. And then on the second one, Jones stepped up and, and probably had given up a little bit too much gap and got caught running around. That led to an odd man break the other way. Uh, and those affected the top two lines. And by the way, Kara had a horrendous change, line change, on that first goal again. So I, I can't believe how bad of a change that was. Um, but... So the top two lines weren't dominant in any, any way, shape, or form. Like they were both really good against the Leafs. Uh, obviously, McDavid was out of this world. Drysaddle against Boston was a against Boston spec. Drysaddle was the best player on the ice against Toronto. McDavid was the best player on the ice, and the best forward last night for the Oilers might have been Sheehan. Uh, that said. When Edmonton played Calgary, they didn't have their the, the two lines that they've been running with here over the last four or five games. Is that going to be a difference? Having Yamamoto with Nugent Hopkins and uh, Drysaddle, and then having Neil and Cassian uh, with uh, with Connor, is that a different look for Calgary to face? Oh, for sure, for sure. And we've been saying all 
you know, what's it been, four or five games now. We love uh, Everyone likes the balance we're seeing here. You know, with Yamamoto's arrival, he's playing like a top six player. This is the first time we've this splitting up of Drysaddle and McDavid has really been this successful all time, like since it's, you know since these guys started. So, for sure, it's something Calgary hasn't seen. And you know, Bob, you just described like what happens on good teams, right? Uh, Drysaddle's game, you know, won him a game in Boston, and. And McDavid's line won him a game in Toronto. And then the next game, when neither guy was really great or neither line was really great, the depth guys won him a game. And the power play got a key goal. And now they get a night of, you know, they were they don't carry the team. And now we come to Calgary, and I'll bet you that it's not that often that McDavid and Dreisaitl both have two bad games in a row. So it's depth, right? The big boys, we see what happens when 29 and 97 have to carry every night. It's, there's not enough. They can't carry you in the playoffs. So I like the fact you win a game and drive seven McDavid aren't huge factors. That's that's what Oilers fans are looking for here. Mark, do you think before Ken Holland goes out and potentially looks at trades, they need to maybe test drive Benson to see what they have there? Uh, I would hope that he would, yes. And you know, it's funny you say that. I was just sitting on a plane trying to look around the league and figure out who the third line center is that makes any kind of sense at all uh, you know the pickings are pretty slim pop <laughs> you know there's not a lot of guys like john gabriel pajot is clearly the guy you want but he's by far the best of the crop as a ufa and i don't think that ken holland is likely to meet the price that Ottawa may be able to ask for this guy so now you get below that, and I'm looking at guys like Melker Carlson in San Jose, and there's not a lot of guys. So maybe you have to try to figure it out from within too, Bob. Maybe that's where test driving Benson, you know, fits into the picture. Well, and, and I mean, if Benson comes up, and, and again, I, put it this way, I think by February 15th, Benson will be up here. At some point by February the 15th, I think we'll get a look at Tyler Benson. Uh, because I think they need to know before the trade deadline whether or not, because I think you might be able to get a winger. I'm not convinced you can get a center. The problem with Pajot right now is he's basically been a top-two center in Ottawa all season long. He's the perfect third-line center. By the way, I'm hearing reports that he's looking for $5 million plus a year. To me, he's kind of like a right-handed shooting version of Horkoff. You know what okay. I mean? Like a, sure, like, I like that. He's, he's right, because he, like, Sean Horkoff, and, and in fairness to Horkoff, Horkoff had a higher offensive ceiling. Because Horkoff had a 68-point year in the NHL, and Horkoff had another year where I think he had 52 points in 53 years. And those were the years where he got paid, like over that two or three year window. That sort of was used as a parameter on that long, long term deal. But Horkoff played as the Oilers second line center at minimum for all of those years that he was here. And I, I look at Pajot and he's basically, basically either been a first or second line center all year in Ottawa. We say he's the perfect third line center, right shot, good on penalty killing, clutch player in the playoffs. A little bit down this year in the faceoff circle, fifty-two percent faceoff guy, but they're going to be looking, to, you know, for an incredible return on him, like a top-flight return uh, for him. So, I, I think Mark, we're looking at a scenario where maybe Benson gets a look see, and if if there, there's not an impact there after five or six games, because I think he needs a couple games to get uh, used to playing at the NHL speed, then maybe then they look at adding, you know, a, a depth winger and. A guy like Athena Sioux, you know, he's a younger guy. Like Wayne Simmons, not that they'd want Wayne Simmons, but there's a guy 
you know, we're talking third or fourth round draft choice. You're talking somebody like Athanasiu, you're looking at probably minimum minimum second rounder and a prospect. Right. And right. that's kind of the range. That's where I'm kind of trying to you know, feel things out here with you is I'm going to be intrigued to see how Holland handles this situation here moving forward. Because I do think, like right now, Mark, Calgary and Edmonton, same record, 53 points. Vegas, 54 points, played one more game. Arizona, same games played as Edmonton, Calgary, one more point. Four teams jammed within, you know, one point of one another, and, and Vancouver's got two games in hand, and they're three points back of the Oilers to Flames. So, I mean, this thing's wide open in the Pacific right now. Well, Holland's got a playoff team here, if he, you know, and he'll look at this team and he'll decide, I'm sure, if I can augment it a little bit, we can get a playoff round and let's see what happens. But there's two things here, and you make the point, Bob. There's going to be a winger out there that can help this team for a reasonable price. Lots of wingers. You know, he can find that guy somewhere and not have to pay too big a price for him. Okay. The centerman, you, you're exactly right. Like, so you pay a big price for Jean-Gabriel Pajot, and then you get him for the rest of the year, and hopefully he helps you win. He's a good player. He'll for sure help you win. Then he becomes a UFA. And let's go back over the last 10 years in Edmonton trying to build this thing. And all the UFA signings that really helped this team and all the ones that they completely regretted within a couple of years. Yeah. I don't. I think that combined for what you've got to pay for a Pajot at the deadline and what you're going to have to pay to justify having acquired him on July 1st, you're going to be into this player for way too much. You're... Now we're going down that Pouliot road where you got a player that you just paid too much for and he's not the player that you're paying. I don't like it one bit. I don't think Holland likes it a bit. I think that you're going to try to develop uh, a guy like Haas, give him a second year and, and help him get better, rather than blow at high dough here with a guy like Pajot. Don't you think that's a little bit lofty for the orders right now? I would suggest that, Mark, I rarely say this about you, entirely too much reason and logic in the perspective you just provided us with. <laughs> See you down at the rink in 35 minutes, buddy. All right. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Uh, that is Mark Spector again. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta for the safety of their equine stars, racing participants, and fans. Racing canceled on Sunday due to the cold weather uh, forecast. Straight into the orders now. Injury report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, both athletes. Uh, Jim Brown, former, uh, was with the Edmonton Oil Kings organization at one time. Of course, Trent played in the CFL, was a uh, Grey Cup champion and an all-star safety. Here's Brendan Escott. Nothing really to report for either team, Bob. The Flames working with a near-clean bill of health. It's just Yusuf Alamaki sidelined as he continues to recover from torn knee ligaments and the Oilers awaiting the return of Matt Benning from concussion symptoms. There you go. There you have it. 126. I'll rejoin you in nine minutes after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Peter Labardius up next from Sportsnet 960, the radio in Calgary. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.